Hello, everyone. I'm Steve. And I'm Rebecca. And today we are joined by two super amazing people that I know that I've uh, low-key sold a bunch of uh, their cool stuff on our OOCs, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but we are joined by Haley and V from the Story Brewers. Um, they're amazing. Howdy, I'm Haley. Hello, I'm V. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here with us today. It, it means the absolute world. Ninety percent of our podcast is just talking about good society at some point in time. Yeah, uh, we constantly <laughs> go over those details. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Almost, almost, I think every single OOC that we've we've done, I have been like, "Hey, <laughs> have you ever heard of Good Society? You should play it." do it because uh i really just you guys are amazing and did such a wonderful job on it and i absolutely love it it's probably one of my top three tabletop Aww. rpgs we're so lucky to have you repping our yeah. games <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, we're really glad that you enjoyed playing it too mm -hmm. yes, it really makes our day to hear that it's a, a wonderful game i really enjoy the mechanics and how it's very role play heavy and very rules light and it's just very nice to build that level of game with someone else. I, I, I've enjoyed every one that we've run. I'm, I'm currently playing in a hack that we're doing and it's it's tons of fun. It's absolutely wonderful. Anyway, to oh, well, no. actually <laughs> ask <laughs> questions. Uh, we're just <laughs> smiling. Hey! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we well, see. We can't gush. I've got to remember that we, we yeah, can't gush because really it's always gushing, yeah, yeah. We, we love gushing. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys uh, become inspired to create the setting? Well, no. Start. Oh, oh start I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. It's, see, <laughs> there's there's a flow here that I created. Oh, okay. Start I apologize. Top, I'm sir. having a normal conversation. No. I didn't realize that you were no. doing this the way that you I always do. I pre-built this conversation. <laughs> there's an intention and a design to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get to the epistolary where we do the letter writing. That is my favorite <laughs> section of the conversation. I'm real, really stoked for that. <laughs> when did you get in oh my goodness when did you start playing ttrpgs ah the exact date escapes my mind but it is after we got into board games in a big big way and then we branched out into role playing and um very quickly got uh embroiled in that world and i think i'm gonna say if i had to put a date somewhere around 2013 14 Sounds Perhaps plausible. Plausible. Um, I say a different date each time I've asked this question. <laughs> but yeah, roughly it's it's that that trajectory. We started from board gaming and then found the RPG side of the hobby and found it very different to, to board mm. gaming. And and we still are into sort of both and they check different boxes on our like list of things to do. They're very different activities. But yeah, there's there's some crossover there in terms of just being in the same shop. <laughs> So which uh, RPG was it that started you off? Which one set you on that trajectory? Yeah, so I, I, I was the one who sort of um, purchased a lot of the games early on. And the story was that I was in a, a game shop, a hobby game shop, um, just a local one here in Sydney. And then uh, they had a boxed version of Mouse Guard, which was not a thing I'd ever heard of, but... Um, 
I think I was used to buying boxes at that point. <laughs> and so I purchased this box set to sort of like um, explore what it was in the role playing that I've heard about. And um, the theme was somewhat appealing to me, having been read a lot of the Red Wall books. So Mouse Guide has got yep. that small critters adventuring kind of thing. And then I roped all of my friends who I knew might even give it a go, which included mm. Haley at that time. And uh yeah and that's how we started playing it yeah. totally randomly yeah <laughs> mouse guard was good but we didn't quite understand the activity of role playing at that stage yeah yeah so we certainly gave it a go um but i think the game that really got me hooked was fiasco yeah because of the sheer the fact that it just throws you into a scene and it's like do a scene <laughs> you don't have anything, you got nothing to go off, just just make a scene. I'm like, okay. In a weird way, I feel like you actually do have more touchstones to something like Fiasco just because I guess everyone at school maybe has had that experience of having to improv something mm. um, in whatever English drama class, if you took drama class. And like, it's easier to jump into that activity rather than like the role playing with rules that is a bit more opaque, I think. I think that's true. As a totally brand new newbie, having had no podcasts that we were listening to, <laughs> no examples of this yeah. activity being done at that time for us. So, yeah. Fiasco is a lot of fun. It um, is. And I, I agree. It, it is very, um, like, improv game at the local theater kind of feel to it. That is still on my list. After Once things get back to normal and we can see human beings again, I would love to play <laughs> Fiasco. <laughs> I have not gotten the opportunity to yet. Uh, but Mouse Guard was really enjoyable as well. Mm -hmm. I, I like that whole setting. It's such a beautiful book. Yeah, I've got it downstairs. I've got a and lot of Fiasco now comes in a box. Everything comes full circle in the it's end. It's funny because I feel like if I were to play Fiasco now, it's been a, a couple of years since I played it. I would play it completely differently to how I played it when... When we, first, uh, when we first started role playing, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that journey of of um, getting into role playing is very unique for different people, and mm. we kind of pick up different elements of pl playing a role playing game. Some people are really into characterization or story or rules and balanced combat, and it's it's very interesting how you kind of have to build uh, competency and knowledge and skills in all of those different areas over time. Yeah. Yeah, lots of space for character growth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what made you guys want to uh, start making your own board games and tabletop RPGs? Yeah, I love telling stories, and I don't mind telling the same story over and over again. Uh, there's just like a, some sort of fundamental need to explore different stories. And when we started getting into role playing games, like I definitely felt that there were stories that I'd love to be able to tell that I couldn't find the right vehicle for them or the right way to express them. And so it felt quite natural for me to just be like, okay, well maybe I'll maybe I'll just give it a shot and like see if there is a way to tell the story that is kind of cooking up inside me uh, or to create a way for other people to tell similar kinds of stories. And I definitely had no idea what I was doing or any particular plan. It was not something at that time that I intended would ever become something public facing. It was just me trying to, wanting to tell a story and trying to get that story uh, out from just my heart into a play space, I guess. Mm. I think for me, my motivation to start making TTRPGs is the same motivation 
have for a lot of other things where I like just inherently making things. <laughs> so no matter what it is, like I enjoy the process of creating something, um, like sort of the design process and the thinking behind that. And I think that that motivation coupled with what was going on with Haley, it was very natural that we would end up with a project together to sort of like make a game together because like I would always say yes if there was like um, a story that you wanted to tell and you were roping me into that and I think that's what sort of happened like it was kind of um, obviously we were living together and, and dating at that point so it was very easy to uh, for us to have a lot of time um, to make role-playing games and it was like something we both enjoyed doing so I think that's the story there. We definitely know the uh, the whole interrelationship and living together. So you decide to go on a crazy adventure and create a <laughs> podcast that accidentally gets way too big than you expect. I was gonna. So for that in particular, it, it can either be very good and you can build off of each other, or it becomes very destructive. Very I've heard a lot of people have mm. those where they work on a project and it just everything falls apart because they can't stand each other after that. <laughs> You don't realize how much you hate each other until that moment. That's why we're, we're, we're almost done. You and me. We're, yeah. This, this yeah. podcast is ending yeah. soon. I can't yeah. anymore. <laughs> I definitely think that there is a learning curve there um, when you're mixing mm. like personal and work and all of the mm -hmm. spheres of your life. You have to have really good communication and boundaries and all of that. And there is a learning curve um, to that. Doesn't yeah, all definitely. At once. <laughs> I like yeah, to think we're still improving all the time. Absolutely, <laughs> it's wonderful. It it, it well, yeah. Communication again. Yeah, yeah communication I, I absolutely agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that is the reason that we are as good as we are is because I have ridiculous ideas, and then if I communicate them properly, we get to do them. So. <laughs> 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 Other than just being like, "What if radio?" and she's, "What does that even mean?" I don't, I don't know what that means, Steve. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of the TTRPGs that you guys have played and have experienced, uh, is there any that are your absolute favorite that you didn't personally make? I feel like I cannot crown one RPG to be my absolute favorite simply because the reason that different RPGs are different kinds of stories or different moods for me. Uh, so it really depends on what you, what experience you're looking for and what you want to create at that time. So. I, however, <laughs> uh, I will name a game that I have always enjoyed every time that I have played it, and that is very up my alley, and that game is called Eleanor. Uh, it is by Marikanda, and it is a game about the ladies-in-waiting to Eleanor of Aquitaine. Aquitaine? Aquitaine. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. Um, Either way, it is about the ladies-in-waiting to Queen Eleanor and their relationship and their lives. And the Queen appears from time to time in kind of a mysterious way. And it is one of the first games I played that is deeply centered on relationships, intimate relationships without trying to be something else or feeling like it needs to add something else to that story in order to be a successful game. Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> I'm gonna... Sounds very interesting. I've, I've, I've just typed it into our search bar, so it's it's on the list now. Yep, let's go. We're going to be playing that soon. <laughs> uh, my, oh, I find it really hard to have like a fa top favorites list, so I will pick ones that are more recent. Um, so 
the the TTRPG that is like very interesting to me right now is called Logan. It's made by a fellow Australian. Um, it's an autobiographical tabletop game, and it is a solo game. So Logan, who wrote Logan, is is lives down in Melbourne. Um, but the game itself is so interesting. It's it's you are playing through Logan's life in sort of like small chunks and and it's going to be slightly different obviously from Logan the real Logan's life but um it has a lot of the same beats and it's very it's it's very personal obviously being like an autobiographical game and i find that so interesting and in the most purest way it's you know how role playing is about embodying a character this is embodying part of, like a version of Logan that is your exploration of Logan's life, and so interesting as a concept for a game. Uh, so yeah, that's that's available on itch. Uh, if you go to breathingstories.itch.io forward slash Logan, you can find that game there. It's very interesting. There is a uh, uh, actual play um, by Party of One podcast as well. If you're interested in listening to a session of that game too. So yeah, that's my one. Very intriguing game. I've noticed a lot of solo RPGs like are getting a lot of traction. I've seen a bunch of them on Kickstarter mm. um, recently, which is it's just really nice to or, see. Or like, the you know one GM one player. I've seen a lot of that as well. It's it's yeah. really neat. I think it's a very good space, especially I think perhaps with lockdown, that mm. was uh, the only game you could get done for a long time. <laughs> um, well, there's also a lot of online gaming, but for a little bit more of that casual like you can't get a, a group of people together kind of case. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very it's a very fun area of uh, to design it for and to play in. Mm. Yeah, it, def it definitely is. So this next portion is where we just bombard you with a lot of questions <laughs> about your newest creation that is on Kickstarter right now called Fight with Spirit, a sports drama RPG. So, I mean, I'm going to start off and just say I'm really excited about it. I backed it day one. Um, when you guys announced it on uh, the Discord, uh, I was like, saved. I'm ready for it. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, I love sports, sports drama anime so much. And I was like, this hits so many wonderful things for me. And I can't wait. And so I know I'm really excited about it. But Steve hasn't heard and I, he doesn't so I've anime seen, so. so yeah that that is my my, my, my <laughs> i'm so sorry society i wish i could anime i don't i, I I've, I've tried so hard <laughs> this one is it seems so different from the other one i would not have expected oh the jane austen rpg is the same people who are doing uh the high school sports anime or i'm sorry not specifically the, but the sports anime mm -hmm. rpg that how were you inspired like it, it doesn't seem uh, i i'm just I, i'm questioning yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. no no that's I, i'm sure a lot of people wonder that but i think it's it's because we're we're probably more three-dimensional ourselves and we have lots of interests <laughs> <laughs> and uh um as much as i love the regency yeah, like I think that that we kind of a lot of the times when Haley and I are choosing which projects we're going to do next, we're really guided by what we're interested in ourselves. Um, a lot of the times we joke that we 
have to play test these games a hundred times, so we, we we need to have our own stamina and will to play. Yeah, we better make a game that we enjoy playing because we're going to have to play <laughs> <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so we always, part of the uh, matrix of what we're going to work on next is really like our personal interests. Like, mm. What are we excited mm. and what kind of stories do we want to um, facilitate yeah. coming into the world, right? Um, and so, yeah, the, the real answer is because I like both. <laughs> um, and that's that's sort of yeah how we kind of got into doing this. I, I love, also, I also love sports anime, but I also love sports media and sports in general. I played a lot of team sports growing up. So for me, it was a, a story that I wanted yeah. to, to, to tell. Yeah. And that there was an interesting design challenge um, in terms of the mechanics of how we might bring a story like that into role playing yeah as well yeah i think the thing that draws me to sports stories is that idea of people who are always assessing whether they can push themselves to the limit should they be pushing themselves further can they be pushing themselves further they're striving uh throughout a particular period of training and performance to reach a particular goal and not only that they have to do that with other people mm. and if it's a team sport um, or even if it's an individual sport, you know, they're, they're still, they're not the only one competing. So they have to negotiate their relationships with other people, both on their side and as people that they are playing against. And there's a complexity uh, of wanting to be the best, but also wanting to be a certain thing to someone else. And what to do if you lose, there's just so many interesting, like, emotional journeys and dramatic stories that come out of sport for me that really drew me towards wanting to create this game. So in some senses, the core, <laughs> I think the theme, if I was going to draw a theme between all of the games we've created so far, uh, even including the two little box games that we've released mm -hmm. so far, would be uh, that sort of sense of creating games that are emotional and collaborative. Um, because at the end of the day, our games tend to be stories about the human heart and what it is to be and feel and negotiate the world that's around you. But this is a very different way of exploring that kind of story to other games we've made in the past. Yeah, well said. Um, there's a lot of focus that we put on relationships and sort of like a community of people, a group of people in a lot of our uh, games, whether it's only two people in our duet, two-player only game, a mundane supernatural life or if it's you know in fight with spirit a community of sports teams and good society where it's it might be a wider community um but it's still got that tight relationship yeah. bonds between all of those um yeah that is something that we we do tend to focus on yeah i i think so and if you have had a look at the quick start uh for fight with spirit you probably would have noticed that like the things, the two things that we really wanted to capture with this game were firstly like the high octane sports action because that's just so fun. Yeah, you know, it's just so fun. That's the unique part. <laughs> um, it's really all a uh, uh, world onto its own. Yeah, and secondly, it's the intersection between that high octane sports action and the personal uh, and interpersonal drama of the characters. So when we went into building the matches for this game we were thinking, how can we create cool sports moments that's simultaneously cool character moments? And that's actually what drove a lot of the design of the match section of this game. 
And I would argue the whole game. <laughs> True. <laughs> so what drove you guys to use um, decks of unique cards as opposed to, say, rolling dice for a lot of the mechanics? Yeah, I think that we were drawn to um, a card resolution for that because it allows us to put more information into each draw, I mm. suppose, as opposed to a roll. Because I guess when you're rolling a die, you have the odds, which is also a thing that the card replicates, but that's it. Um, you, you would have to cross it with some sort of table or, or I guess the, the pips is the only information on that side that you roll. With cards, I feel like we were able to control uh, both the odds, but more importantly, we were able to embed more kinds of information into each of that resolution. So yeah. with the cards, the deck of cards that we have to resolve this, these match moments, they are uh, in four suits, numbered one to six in each suit. And so for one, the suits itself allow us like a layer to put um, information, quote unquote, in. Uh, so the four suits are prowess, focus, connection, and energy. And so these are things that we are um, saying are important in the game that will uh, impact your matches, that interact with other systems, blah, 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 all of that. So that's that layer that's really interesting. But also they have questions that you answer when you draw that particular card. and those questions kind of reflect the suit that the um, that the card comes from. And that level of uh, being able to tailor uh, each resolution into a particular kind of tone or focus um, or theme was really something that drew us to using it to make, um, yeah, like a, like a compel more compelling yeah. match system than just outright rolling. Yeah. Well said, I can't really add to that. You got, you got, yeah. <laughs> Steve's gesturing to me. For I, I thought because you were leaned in, I didn't no, want to I'm cut just, in. I, I'm, I didn't I'm want, listening. Yeah, I, I'm I thought listening you were. I thought you were going to say something. I was like, oh no. no. no uh, right. There's a lot of gesturing uh, on our end too. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it's not just us. <laughs> it's a universal human behavior. Uh, the, the character sheets also looked really nice. I, I'm excited to try this one. I, I'm, I, I was very apprehensive at trying the Jane Austen one. And I, I'm very apprehensive because I feel like I, I don't know enough about sports anime. I'm going to just embarrass you, you myself. You don't know enough about sports. You've never done sports. Uh, that, uh, that's not true. I played sports <laughs> when I was a boy. I, when, I was, when I was a young lad, I, I would play the, the baseball and, you know, basketball. I actually was there when they invented baseball. I don't know if you know that or <laughs> yep, not. Yep, I do know that. Old man. <laughs> very old man. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that uh, that that there's something I really enjoyed about uh, the Good Society is just how even if you aren't super familiar with the Regency, that you can adjust the playstyle and yeah. make it so that way. Because Rebecca is super into Regency fashion and had to do a PowerPoint with everyone beforehand <laughs> about the types of fashion that would be acceptable. And I was like, I'm gonna hate this game. I'm gonna hate this game so much. Less She's interest. ruining Jane Austen. I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. Yep. And then it just played so wonderfully and was absolutely fantastic. And I'm I'm really excited about Fight with Spirits, e even though I'm not super into the sports anime. I'm, I'm excited to try a different mechanic and a different style. And it just the all of the artwork is just so nice and it all pops oh my goodness yeah i feel like with fight with spirit we came in knowing that and much like good society we don't want this to just be for 
specifically the people who know a lot about this genre uh, or a lot about sports. Uh, we want this game to be something that a lot of different people can pick up and enjoy telling the story of, and we're very mindful of that in the way we build and design the game as well. Uh, so, <laughs> well, similar to Good Society, there is a collaboration phase at the beginning of Fight with Spirit. It's a lot shorter because there's just less questions to ask, but one of the things it does ask is how much depth or detail do you want to go into in regards to sports um, and how sports are played. Um, so once again, similar to how you can control how much historical accuracy you want to play your game with in good society, you can adjust that slider. And I've had very fun games of Fight with Spirit where people have, including me, mind you, clearly not <laughs> known a lot about the sport that we were playing. Um, and sort of, you know, the soccer equivalent of like, I'm gonna run really fast and then I'll kick the ball from the left. And you're like, great, that's dramatic in this context. You know, like, so, <laughs> and it's similar. That's similarly true with the tropes of the, the genre as well. We have tried when necessary to build the, the kind of typical um, stories and some not so typical stories of that genre into the game so that you can come in without having to know what those are and just pick up on them by sort of taking out your traits at the beginning of the game uh, or by the different match games you explore during the matches themselves. Yeah, I would say that's very true. Like we we love to make games that are approachable um, in that, I guess it's a very similar, like you pointed out, Good Society, we also wanted to make a game that was approachable for people who were really into good, uh, into Regency stuff and also who, would just give it a go even though they didn't know a heap ton and that is like part of uh what we test in our playtesting stage is like yeah part of what makes that stage for us very protracted is uh we're trying to figure out how to allow this game the game itself to onboard a lot of people into the sort of fictional world that it's trying to build around you it's very nice. Uh, I like I like the being able to really like mold the game to uh, however you will. Now I know with Good Society, you you do have like on your Discord the Hacking Society channel. Um, do you see much hacking happening of of the system with Fight with Spirit? I feel like I should start by saying that when we made Good Society originally, we did not anticipate. The degree of hacking that hitherto took place. Uh, so with that in mind, my answer to this question is, yes, I'm sure that people will hack it. Because just given what happened with Good Society, uh, I, I can only imagine that people will want to do that. Um, and we've started by sort of like, I guess, hacking it a little bit ourselves in that with the Kickstarter, one of the things we've decided to include is these two uh, free little mini expansions that transform the the game one one is a uh, you can play with a couple of different historical scenarios obviously um upper alley and then the other one is to play sort of uh, a fantastical sport the fantastical sport of skyball um and those are us signaling i suppose but also having fun with showing that you can change this game to suit the story that you're interested in telling I feel like the fundamental part of this game is that you are playing some sort of competition or contest mm -hmm. and that you are on different sides and there is a, you know, um, you want to explore the story of people who are doing that. 
that is so widely applicable that <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of ways people could go with it. And and all the time people like uh, have been signaling to us the crazy thing that they want to try when the game is out. So I can't wait personally. <laughs> I think another thing that makes it easier is that there is a lot of sort of modular components in yes. the game. Like, uh, so the game comes with like trait cards, uh, which are like how you build your characters. They have like individual little, I guess like a proto-narrative, a direction for your character. And then there's like the match games themselves, which are like little mini games um, that you play through. And so the fact that the game itself gives you all these modular components, I think will make it a bit easier to um, make your own versions of these things to kind of expand the game by tackling each of those modules. Um, yes. Which will, yeah, which is kind of like uh, interesting to, to me. But yeah, I, you can't stop people's creativity. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do you want to. In exactly. This case. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. it's nice when somebody takes something that you've created and then messes around with it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something that I love seeing. I think the role playing um, games hobby is kind of like very rich in that. Yeah. As well, because it's a hobby inherently about sort of being creative and and telling stories, and so I think a lot of people in this hobby also have like that drive to create and to make um stuff yeah because in the end like this hobby is all about telling stories and um each of those stories is going to be unique mm -hmm. absolutely being able mm -hmm. to make even more unique stories um is, yeah. is definitely something that a lot of people strive for mm-hmm mm -hmm. Now, as this episode uh, will be airing just after the end of your Kickstarter, and you did just mention that, uh, will Fight with Spirit be available for pre-order? Yes, it will. So you'll be able to pre-order the game from our website, which is storybrewersroleplaying.com. We'll um, have links down in the description. In the doobly-doo. Fabulous. Uh, yeah, so you can you can grab it there, and uh, you can also follow along with the Kickstarter updates, uh, even if you didn't back the original Kickstarter to see the progress we're at with making the game. And you can get the quick start from our website as well. Yes, which you should totally do. I've I've already scoured it. I was gonna say if if you're a fans of us and you haven't already gotten it because of Rebecca's constant prodding, I don't know what's gonna give you. <laughs> Shame on you! Shame on you all! <laughs> um, so to, to continue on to the n next, I'm going to say phase, next phase oh of this interview, we are primarily, um, I don't know if you guys listened at all, um, we are primarily like a fantasy um, radio kind of podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and so these are two questions that don't directly apply to your normal um uh, stuff, but I think you guys would enjoy answering. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are we are people with wide interests. We have a stack. Exactly. We have a stack. <laughs> you have a chip on your shoulder, baby. No, I love it. <laughs> exactly. So um, we created radio in a setting, a pre-existing D and D setting that didn't have radio. Mm -hmm. um, what would you guys bring into a fantasy setting, be it? something that already exists or doesn't. Mm. So to clarify, is this, if I was a character in a fantasy setting, would I bring, or more like if I was world building, what would I want to bring into that world building? Um, let's, let's, let's go from a world building perspective. Interesting. Hmm. 
Do you have an answer straight off the bat? No, I, I do not uh, have one off the bat despite reading this question. <laughs> 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 and being it's, like, it's oh. A, it's a tough question. Oh, well, it's because there are so many options, I feel. Um, Some previous I, um, mm-hmm. answers we've had are like cell phones. Because um, those are always great in fantasy settings. Who doesn't love a good isekai? Um, uh, also, our, our my favorite answer is uh, dog-sized spiders. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, that's absolutely terrifying. Genuinely horrifying. Horrifying. But could you imagine coming home one night and you go to go into your house and there's just a dog-sized spider just chilling in the corner of the house? What are yeah, you gonna do? His name's Fido. No, and no, he pays no, the rent. Nightmares. Absolute by, nightmares. You know, eating all the rats in the house. Why all do you right. have rats in the house? What is going on? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my answer to this, and it it obviously isn't, you know, a real life thing, but you know, from up, how Doug has that collar. That can make him talk. <laughs> I feel like yes. I want a version of that in the fantasy setting because it'd be so interesting to chuck that on all the critters that you would find. So you'd be there in the middle of the woods with some sort of magical elk and you'd be like trying to put this collar in. <laughs> and the elk would be like, I can already talk. And you'd be like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sir. Guys, that's not a thing already with all the spells that are available. Why has no one done that? That's exactly. genius. Magic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that would be the worst city to come across. A city where all the animals have that. Just just a miserable day. Then. Yeah. Every that's animal. when you whip up your cell phone and you're like, I need you to translate this into a language I understand. <laughs> there you go. That's my answer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> My head is just going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, I'm always very interested in the connection between people, so I feel like some sort of, some sort of like gem or crystal that like shows you uh, when you meet someone like how much the threads of fate connect you, like. This person will be vitally important to me. <laughs> this person, will, this person will never appear in my life again. I can be rude to them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what that would do to you if you worked retail. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> <laughs> A person of great significance to my future has just walked into the store. <laughs> I'm going on break. <laughs> Gosh, I love that. I love that. That's a good one. I super duper love that one. Those, those are good answers. <laughs> but then I'm super worried. Like, okay, what if you're really rude to that person? <laughs> and the crystal's like, oh no, it's changed, motherfucker. They're coming for yeah. you now. Oh, yeah. they're still they are significant. It's just not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance alert. Vengeance alert. <laughs> so. Uh, if the two of you were able to cast any kind of spell, uh, what spell would that be? I have another clarifying question for this one. Yes. Is this a spell that we could cast continuously, or is this like a one-off spell? Continuously, and you're the only person who can do it. Amazing. <laughs> I've had an answer for this for a long time, and I would want my own pocket dimension that I could cast and retreat into for a time. Yes. And- 
it would be extra great if time could pass slightly differently so I can have extra hours in the day in my pocket dimension, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I probably would have given a different answer to this uh, in 2019, but now I would like a spell that would style my hair because it's not something accomplishable by mere mortals and ordinary beings anymore, I feel. Uh, definitely something fantastical is required to achieve that end. Ah, shout out uh, to Haley's so, hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I can uh, I can make amends for that soon, but I just, I just can't get over how unbelievably useful that would be in my life. <laughs> yeah, just being able to snap your fingers and then your hair is made and you just look you know, business ready <laughs> at a moment's notice. Because, you know, in the modern era, people only see me from the, sh the shoulders up. So mm -hmm. the rest doesn't really matter. It's just, you gotta get that one, yeah. the one piece of the puzzle, correct? <laughs> the one angle. The one <laughs> angle, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I only need a spell that styles like 40 to 50% of my head. Mm -hmm. Like the rest is just uh, wasting energy, really. If you cast it at level one, you can only do the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just don't turn your head. You can't turn your head yeah, at all. You gotta yeah. keep it straight. The back is just knotted and messy. <laughs> it's just the front that looks perfect. Fine I love me. it. <laughs> oh my apologies <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining more of that just like laying down on a pillow and the back of the head's all messy but you stand up and the front's just perfect <laughs> like in movies exactly yeah, yeah. So yeah. when they wake yeah. up and they're like oh yeah i just yeah, woke up three minutes ago perfect yep <laughs> so something that we do uh or have introduced now is uh what we call the uh, quick baker's dozen questions. So they are 13 questions that we need hot, ready answers to. So you have to answer as quickly as you can in regards to them. And we have different sections of them. And the ones that we've chosen today are based on the 13 marks. So each of them is tangentially related to the mark. It doesn't really have any. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but each of these, we will ask you to choose your absolute favorite of the thing listed. And the other one goes away forever. This could be uh, That's make or break. That's not even what's written there. It just says <laughs> each of these will ask you to choose your absolute favorite of the things listed. Not that it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. It does, oh, no, no, wow. I'm, I'm changing it. That changes <laughs> everything. You've got to I add a twist. I, I thought I had it written that way. I guess no, I didn't finish writing that. That's absolutely how it's written. <laughs> oh, you, you stole that off my document. That yeah, makes sense. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I thought I was working on, but that's because you finished out the questions. I wasn't done yet. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just your favorite. We're not getting okay, rid of it. Just anything. your favorite, then. Yeah. My apologies. <laughs> okay. I, I will answer what too. my closest affinity is. Mm. Perfect. All right. Uh, so to start us off, uh, dungeons or dragons? Dragons. dragons. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, so sight, smell, sound, touch, or taste. Smell. I can't smell, so I'm curious about what it would be like. <laughs> yeah, Haley has no sense of smell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> sight, because I am so, so sight dominant. I love looking at things. <laughs> okay. Uh, stickers, pins, buttons, or patches? Pins. Patches. Pins and patches. Pins yes. and pa I think those are the best two answers. I, I don't know how I'd choose between pins and patches. Those are so good. Uh, cats <laughs> or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Uh, wands, staves, or scrolls? Staves. <gasps> I'm a one person myself. I like portability. <laughs> Double as a useful tool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cake or pie? Pie. Cake. I love cake. 
plastic, metal, wood, or resin dice. Resin. Get creative. Hmm. Plastic to honor my only plastic. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plane, train, boat, or car? <laughs> I like trains because I have bad motion sickness and all the other things. I guess planes are not, but planes are scary in their own right. So train it is. I also like trains. You can stand up and walk around and you're not on the ocean. <laughs> There's a really famous train in Australia called the Garn. And my like bucket list is to, to ride that train one day. Is, I, it, is I really it like trains. Just like a really long train, or is it? Yeah, it no, crosses. it's the engine. It's the engine that's like <laughs> what makes it. Oh, I, I don't know. You I don't know anything no about trains. Yeah, you know about trains. You are... <laughs> See, this is the problem: is that you become obsessed with a topic, and then you become an expert on it. And I'm like, I tangentially know the word train. I know that trains exist. I'm really certain of that. Uh, they go around Christmas trees, right? I've seen them. <laughs> In the broadest sense of the word, train, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, what makes that engine uh, famous? Just so that I think it's the route. Actually, it is actually the 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 length of the track that mm. the the track that it goes on is extremely long. And See, uh, I'm not crazy then. But it is. I, I believe that there's probably a thing about the engines as well. But I'm just not. Again, I am not well. I don't know that much about that. I just know it's like really pretty scenery yeah. the whole way. <laughs> uh, uh, there's one that is in, I think, in Canada that goes across all of Canada and it's like a three-day trip. Yeah. On, yeah. On, and I've really wanted to do that too. I, I can't, it, it would be so fun to travel via train. I don't think we get to do that enough. <laughs> no, we don't. Because we mm. live in America and uh. trains in America suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, to continue, uh, crayons, colored pencils, or markers? Markers. Like a good colored pencil. Chaos only. No undoing. <laughs> no light touch. Just. <laughs> uh, pirate, cowboy, or samurai? Pirate. Pirate. The pirate. Best answer. Only answer. Uh, stars or moon? Stars. Yeah, I like the stars. If Sunny I can see day. them. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that, no, no, it's true. Yeah, that, that, that I was going to say, man, yeah. that's... Uh, we don't see them enough here. No. Oh, no, I miss them. <laughs> uh, sunny day or stormy day? Mm. Sunny day. Um, yeah. Although that is dangerous in Australia. Yeah. You never know what that will entail. <laughs> What's the UV index? Yeah, exactly. How sunny is sunny? <laughs> <laughs> um, traps or puzzles? Puzzles. 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 Puzzles is the best answer there. Puzzles mm, that, in, are intended to be sold. That is why they are superior. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that is a good way of... Th I wouldn't have even thought of that. Yeah, that's a... Because I always think traps just because, you know, puzzles take too long sometimes in my opinion, but... <laughs> no, puzzles are the best. Designing puzzles is very fun. Designing yes. traps is a bit depressing comparatively yeah. <laughs> how it's am i going to leave <laughs> a box with a stick <laughs> um <laughs> well thank you uh guys just so much this has been wonderful uh talking about 
words just left my brain <laughs> talking about fight with spirit and uh just getting to hang with you guys and chill out this has uh, been absolutely wonderful uh if you wouldn't mind would you please tell our listeners um where they can find your products where they can find out more about fight with spirit um if they wanted to um reach out to you guys or talk to you or anything like that uh go ahead and just chill your stuff for a minute yeah absolutely for all of our like combined games and everything story brewers you should head on to our website should be linked somewhere but storybrewersroleplaying.com uh that will be there's a lot of stuff there there's free games there's uh videos that help you get to know our games or learn to play our games uh so that's a good place to start uh, apart from that on social media me v i'm on twitter at rocketeer underscore v and that's where you can hit me up for any social media things. I'm not particularly good at using social media, <laughs> but I am there. <laughs> um, so you can tag me and I yes. will see it. And I am on Twitter at Story Brewers and I will see it and I will respond. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also have um, a portfolio of graphic design stuff if that is your jam at. I forget. <laughs> Give me a moment. Do you want to look it up? If you Google, Do we me Google and, you, if you yeah, if you Google me, it should come up. That is how I find my own web. Hold on, let me say that again. I also have a graph. I also have a graphic design portfolio if that is your jam, and you can find that at vrpgdesigns.com. <laughs> wow, this has a little bio about you that appears in Google and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We, I, I have to use Google to find our website all the time. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we have too it's, many different names for things. I'm like, is that, yeah. is that one? Which one is that one? I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for for joining us yes, for this you. silly, silly time, and uh, thank you for yes, having us. Been- Wait, you, wait, you pointed at me. I just I, agreed with you. Oh, I, I was involved in the conversation. Yeah, like Stephen, 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 tell these beautiful people how amazing they are. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> the game is super wonderful. Uh, I look forward. To, we're actually doing a crack, uh, not a crack version. What is it? What is it called? Hacked. A hacked version of it. See, I, yeah, I'm old. I forget. Uh, we're doing a hacked version of it on Friday, and I, I look forward to that so much. Uh, we've done every week so far, and I can't wait to just keep going with a wonderful group of people that we have in this wonderful setting. Thank you both so much for creating it. Thank you for oh, having pleasure. us. We had a lovely time, and this was super cozy chat. Mm. So thank you for having us on. Yes, and to all of our listeners, uh, check out the description. Click on every single link that's there. Um, I promise, no viruses. Um, now there's gonna be one. Yeah, start. <laughs> you're not clicking, start clicking. You've got to get them all quickly before it goes to the next YouTube video. Come on. And uh, remember, everybody, to listen out for those echoes of hope. Bye. <laughs>